Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. There is a connection and symbiotic relationship between your health, body confidence, and attraction. When we feel confident, we eat well, our physical and mental well-being improves, and we are better able to tackle life's daily challenges. Not surprisingly, when we eat well, mood and mental well-being improves, which can do wonders for our self-confidence, which is super attractive and sexy. On the flip side, if you're not feeling good about yourself, you might use food to fill you up or deal with stress and emotional eating, causing weight gain and poor body image, low energy, anxious body language, and negative thoughts. Then that ultimately feeds, if you will, a low confidence. And it can act as what I call a love shield, because if you don't feel good about your body, you will project an energy of low self-esteem, which is a total turnoff. You know, feeling good physically, feeling comfortable in your own skin is essential for having that confidence and spark, which makes you really attractive. Even while we might be at home and in lockdown, now is the time to really work on this stuff as we have the time. Health and emotional well-being is more important than ever before. The key to having more body confidence is really about loving yourself more and paying less attention to what society or your friends or media say about the body image. Because at the end of the day, people are more attracted to the energy and the vibration that you are carrying. You're more physically attractive. And when you are feeling good about yourself and love the way your body is, no matter what size or shape, I see this all the time when I'm working with clients, you know, body image also plays into how feminine or masculine you might feel. I've worked with some people who struggled with weight, which consequently affected how they came across to the opposite sex in their body. I worked with this woman And this is on the top of my mind because I recently worked with her and she felt really self-conscious in her body. Now, here's the thing. She was six feet tall. So she already, and this is her word, she felt a little masculine in her body, but she had this voluptuous hourglass figure and she didn't see that part. You know, she just felt awkward being so tall. And because of being self-conscious of her body, she carried herself with low confidence and almost I would say a masculine way. She masked her femininity by wearing baggy jeans most of the time with comfy, flowy tops. So I took her shopping, as I always do, with the goal of seeing herself differently. And I had her try on this form-fitted dress and it fit her amazing because she has this hourglass figure and it really showcased that silhouette. And at first she was uncomfortable, but then we tried on more and more. I started taking pictures of her and she started to see and own her beauty. Her walk became sexier. She slowed down, especially when we added the heels. Now you have to slow down when you wear heels. There's no way you can run. So that was good for her. And her walk became sexier, slower especially when we added the heels. But the biggest aha moment was when I showed her the before picture when she was in her baggy jeans and how she walked into the store when I first met her. And then right next to that picture, I showed the after and she almost cried when she saw the difference. 
And after she bought the clothes, she, we, you know, we kind of went out and flirting as we do. And she couldn't believe how good she felt. And because of that, she was marketing herself differently. Her body confidence was definitely noticed. And we met a ton of men that night. And from there, it just kept going. So that's just one example. Your body image does impact your confidence and how you and others see you. I, of course, work with the clothes and the body language to help you get there. But I want to bring on a very special and dear friend. Uh, He's an amazing guy today to talk more about body confidence from a health perspective to bring it all home. Now, he is otherwise known as, I love this, the PhD, previously heavy dude, who hit a rock bottom moment in his life where he weighed 327 pounds. I'll have him share more of his story. But basically, he went out on his own, 100 pound weight loss journey. And as he was doing that, he started inspiring people in his hometown to join him. And he started a gym and a boot camp program and helped his hometown lose, get this, over 35,000 pounds collectively in five years. And now he's the host of the top ranked health podcast, The Million Pound Mission, where his goal is to inspire 1 million pounds of healthy results. He is known for helping females, a few men out there over the age of 30 that are super busy being employees, entrepreneurs, partners, friends, and moms. These are the people that tend to put themselves and their health last on the priority list. And he teaches them how to escape the black hole of weight loss doom, which is where most people get trapped in the vicious cycle of losing weight and gaining it back over and over again. Welcome, Adam Shabley. Are you there? Yes, Kim. I am so fired up to be here. I brought extra charisma just for you and your audience. Oh my God. I don't know if I can handle more charisma from you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because it's so funny how we connected at PodFest. Well, no, first it was um, New Media. Media That's right. And then we saw each other at PodFest. But I, I remember we connected because I actually knew of your hometown, Bloomington, because that's where I went to undergrad, IU. Go Hoosiers. It's, it's an amazing Hoosier. place. And uh, you, we had that Hoosier magnetism immediately. I know. I know. And it just drew us together. And you're super cool. And I just, there's so much synergy with what we do. And that, I, I mean, I'm so excited also to tell people like what we're doing together, which I will yeah. reveal at the end. But, you know, I started in your bio a little bit telling your story. I'd love for you to share more about that because it is super inspiring. Yeah. Um, well, it's a heck of a story and I, I love telling it. Um, so that moment that you you mentioned that 327 pound kind of rock bottom life moment that was in 2007. So we're over a decade uh, when my journey really began and I've just learned so many things since then. But at, at that point, I just was, I think a lot of people get to that where they're like, I feel like I'm out of control. I've lost control of my health, my relationships, my finances, my career path. And I'm just kind of floating along struggling. So um, at that moment, I just decided that for things to change, I had to change for things to get better. I needed to start getting better. And I started to do that. And I was introduced to my first ever dose of personal growth material called the secret. It was a DVD called the secret, the law of attraction. Oh yeah. And yeah. I had never experienced anything like that at all. Um, and that just opened the, the floodgates for me to reclaim control. And that's something that I love to help other people do now. And just like you do. And 
it's just amazing how that flip got switched. Uh, that switch got flipped. I should it say. It flipped upside down. Yeah. And look at you now. Oh yeah. my God. Well, I mean, that's what I wanted to know. At what point did you make that decision to change and, you know, look at that piece of control for yourself? Because, you know, I think a lot of people think about losing weight or they think about they you know, up in their head, they know what they need to do, but actually taking action and doing something is different. So what did it for you? Well, really that, that DVD watching that, it put me out of victim mode and put me into, okay, I need to be the hero of my own movie and no one's going to come and save me. I have to initiate momentum. And that was like, okay. I just felt like it was always so easy to point the finger of blame outward and go, oh, my weight is that person's fault or my relationships, it's the other person's fault or my career, it's that, that situation's fault. And instead I turned that finger around and I just took ownership, just personal responsibility and not people will sometimes like, oh, so I should blame myself. I think like, no, it's personal responsibility. You have to own your situation and go, okay, if this is going to get better, the main thing that needs to improve is me. So I started, I started doing that. I started using the law of attraction, but uh, one of my favorite sayings is that you can't spell attraction without action. And so I kind of married, I developed this process that I call my lifestyle rehabilitation statement. I developed it and I, uh, that helped me marry the, the law of attraction, but it also had some accountability behind it where I had to take action on a daily basis. And that's how I produced these amazing results over that, that five-year time span where I was kind of challenging myself to change. That is awesome. And I want to hear more about that process, but I was wondering, cause you mentioned your love life was not happening too <laughs> back, back in those days. Like what was life like before, you know, what were you attracting when you weren't happy with your weight and yourself? Well, I was sort of a crap magnet, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> technical sciencey talk, you know, um, I just felt like my confidence wasn't there. And if I didn't move around confidently, if I didn't have body confidence, I didn't have confidence in my health, then, you know, that's what you project out there. And that's what you attract back and other people will take advantage of that. So, um, and it's weird because I've always been a like bigger kid, like, like tall wise, where I'm from Mm -hmm. a family of like giant Viking people. Like we're all over six foot tall. My dad comes from 10 brothers and sisters. They're all over six foot tall. My sister is six foot three. So that story you said at the beginning, I really resonate with that. The tall girl thing. Um, so I, but I always got kind of picked on because I was nice. Like once, once people figured Mm -hmm. that, that I was like, like growing up in elementary school, they were like, Oh, he's big, but he's nice. And if I like, (laughs) if I pick on them, then I look tougher because he's bigger, way bigger than me. So like, uh, and so it's just kind of a weird situation growing up in that. And then once I was, you know, big and heavy, uh, then it didn't help anything either uh-huh. uh, confidence wise. Um, but then, like I said, I was just in that moment of feeling out of control and flipping that switch to being back in control and feeling like I could actually do something that improves my life by first reclaiming control of my health and what I was putting in my body and how I was getting out and moving my body and starting to see some results immediately. Boy, that's just like, that just lit the fire. And I was like, okay, it's on now. Let's see what we can do. That's, that's awesome. You know, as you were talking about your tallness, you know, um, I, I was also reflecting back on, on my childhood and it, you're so right. A lot of times 
it's almost like a chicken and egg thing. What, what comes first? You know, there might be a body part or something that we feel awkward in and then people react to it. And then that becomes kind of our scarlet letter. And then we hold on to that and that becomes our story. I, I, I really think that so much of what you do and even what I do has to do with perspective. It's how we see ourselves, but sometimes you need help in seeing yourself differently. So for instance, me, I used to get made fun of all the time for having too long of legs, if you can believe it. Like they, kids used to call me daddy long legs and I would go home and I would cry and I wish like I could chop my legs off. Like I wanted nothing more than to have shorter legs. (laughs) So now I, I chuckle to myself because it's like my favorite body part. And again, it was like that perspective change and your height certainly cannot like go against you. I'm sorry. Like your height is great. Um, so I was wondering, was that something then as you were transforming and the perspective started shifting as you were losing weight, did then that affect the way that you went about dating and attracting like the non-crappy people, I guess, non-technical terms. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just getting involved in a personal growth journey and, Mm -hmm. you know, that impacted the type of people that I was surrounding myself with. Cause then I started going to like workshops and seminars and self-improvement things. And, you know, like going to, I went to Las Vegas for a week long Tony Robbins event and just all the people i met I was like, man, there are other people out here doing this. This is crazy. I didn't know any of this world existed. So just it's just kind of that thing that you talk about where you're the average of the five people that are closest to you. And I had to kind of level up that as well and let people know like, okay, I'm on a, I'm on a little bit of a different journey now uh, than I was you know, previously in my life. So um, you, you know, we can, you can come along for the ride and, and level up as well and be one of my, my people or you know, we got to part ways. So that was, that was tough. But uh, just seeing the level of the, the person that I was interacting with level up as well. Um, it just gave me hope because then, you know, anytime you start a transformative journey, especially with weight loss, especially with self-confidence, you feel like you're on that Island, like by yourself. Oh, it's and, so true. Yeah. Yes. And you start to see other people, you know, that have, that have achieved what you want to achieve and you kind of follow their template. It just makes it so much easier, but it's also so much more motivational. And you're like, okay, this is actually possible. Um, I, I can do this. And that's just, you know, it's, it's a hard place to get to, but once you get there, it's totally amazing. You're so right too. And it's, it's a shedding overall, like you're shedding weight, you're shedding your clothes. And sometimes that means shedding relationships, albeit friendships, you know, toxic people in your life, because as you change, then, you know, those people like you the way that you were before, Right. And so when you start getting into your body, into your empowerment, your self-confidence, they don't like you that way, the toxic people. So you get to see who serves you and who doesn't. And that also is something that I I think is a big shift. So then that brings me to my next question. When did you meet your wife? Like, how did that happen? Well, I actually met her right at the start of my weight loss journey. So she's she's seen the entire thing. But I will tell you this. There is no chance in hell that I would have had the confidence to go up and talk to her at the gym <laughs> if, <laughs> if I like if I hadn't started this journey and flipped the switch with self-confidence. Like there's no way. There's absolutely I was that guy that would never, ever, ever approach a female in any way, shape, or form. Like they would have to like 
trip over me to get me to talk to him. So really? Oh yeah. Okay. See, that's so hard for me to believe. (laughs) Like knowing you right now and how you look and how confident you are, that it's funny to hear you say that. So do you remember what your line was? Like what you said to her? (laughs) (laughs) So I was still working on my my game a little bit, you know, and, and, um, I had to have a reason to talk to any female. So um, I did actually have a valid reason. I, I had done my research. I knew that she, I'd seen her around. Uh, I was friends with the owners of the gym. I knew that she was a physical therapist. So, uh-huh. uh, and I basically, I had recently had an injury, which happened to be my groin. Um, I, pulled my, <laughs> I pulled my groin and I was like, Hey, uh, you know, I introduced myself. I'm like, I think I injured myself. I'm not sure. I, you know, I know you helped Matt, the owner, you, think you can help me out. She's like, sure. Let's make an appointment. Come on in. So I'm like, all right, I'm in, I'm in. But you conveniently injured your grind as an entry. I, I, this is unbelievable. I did not hear this part of the story. <laughs> so the, the, funny. the funny, the funny part is I'm 300 plus pounds. I'm right. trying, trying to get my flirt on and she's got this, like it's, it's called Graston therapy. Do you know what Graston therapy? No. Okay. Uh, people that know will just immediately start laughing because it is like the most painful thing in the world. She gets out this like ceramic boomerang of death thing and she pushes it up into my groin and starts scraping and pushing, <gasps> pushing against the muscle tissue like hard. Like it's immediately bruising, immediately. And it is hurting so bad. Oh my and I, God. And I'm sweating. So I'm like the sweaty fat guy in, in the therapy room getting my groin tortured and I'm trying to like <laughs> ask her out. And <laughs> so, oh my God, this is like, hilarious. Yeah. So I was like, and, and then the other thing is when you, if you go into a, a athletic trainer or physical therapy office, they work on a lot of athletes. So I was like going in, I'm like, okay, if, I wasn't sure if she was single or not. So I was like, all right, if she's with somebody, I'm definitely going to see pictures of that, that person around. Well, all they have is pictures of them and their athletes that they treated every, all around the office. So I had no chance of figuring this out. Uh, so uh, I mentioned my sister, we're kind of partners in crime. And uh, I, I, I had this as kind of a plan B said, Hey, you know, my sister and I are going to go and see Napoleon dynamite. Uh, it was my third time seeing it, by the way, amazing movie. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was like, why don't you come out, uh, with us this weekend, we're gonna go see Napoleon dynamite. And I had it like worked out with my sister. Then that I was going to get up, use the bathroom. She was going to ask her if she was seeing anybody. And then we had a signal that she was going to signal to me. If it was like coast is clear, she's not seeing anybody ask her out on like a real date. So uh, it all worked out. I made, ended up making her dinner uh, a couple nights later yeah, at my house. And, and uh, yeah, then. Wow. Things just rolled from there. <laughs> that is a fantastic story. <laughs> and don't try this at home, folks. <laughs> yeah, grass and therapy is no joke. <laughs> right, that could be the new, like, you know, pickup line, first date. I can't believe that. Literally, that was your first date. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Going torture. Yeah. Well, and honestly, all you would really have to do is open your mouth because I think the women listening to your voice is also surprised <laughs> that you never had, because you do voiceover work too, right? I do. I do. And I've had this voice since I was like, as soon as I hit puberty, 13, like, and I was, I mean, even earlier than that, I'm seeing this in my my son, like I was the kid with hairy arms in third grade, you know, so it came, it came early. And so like when I was 13, my dad's a pharmacist and this is back in the days where, um, like 
people just call the pharmacist's house to get their drugs or whatever, like get like their prescriptions, their prescriptions changed and stuff. So I'm 13. I sound exactly like my dad. My dad's like me, likes to joke around. I'm like taking field and calls. They think it's my dad joking around. I'm like, no, I'm 13. I cannot change your Viagra prescription or whatever. Oh my God. And like, so it's, it's been around. I was in seventh grade choir. They wouldn't let me sing. When we, well, when we'd perform, they loved it during the practice, whatever. It was cool. It was like a, I was like a trick pony. And then when, when we go and compete, they're like, you have to mouth all the words because it just sounds so weird. Like you stick out so much compared to everyone else that has high 13-year-old voices. Um, so that's uh, so funny. Yeah. But yeah, but- I, do, I do the voice work and, and it's, uh, I get some unique uh, requests, as you know. Uh, yeah. We'll have you, um, I think at the closing, we might have you say a little... <laughs> I, I know there's a word that you say that will just make everyone melt. Um, so th- what's interesting about all these cute stories is that the things that you were really insecure about ends up being kind of your strengths. Yeah. And again, it's like that perspective shift, you know, getting back to just helping others with their journey and weight loss. What do you see the greatest challenges are for people in losing weight and obtaining a healthy lifestyle, would you say? Well, that's one heck of a question. And I feel like the start of the journey is the hardest because people know that they need to reclaim control over their health, kind of get things going. They know they want to, mm-hmm. they know there's, there's a lot of ways how to, and they just have a hard time harnessing all of that and putting it together and actually getting into motion. And there's a lot of like, I'm trying, but I feel like there's not a lot of organization, not a lot of accountability. Yes. And, and that's why a lot of people quit early is that they are, they are trying very hard, but they may be running enthusiastically in the exact wrong direction. They, and they just don't know it. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're running hard, but they're running in the wrong direction. Maybe they, like a lot of people just starve themselves and having too few calories is really, really bad actually for weight loss and your metabolism long-term. So a lot of people do that. And they're like, I'm not eating anything. And I'm hangry and I'm just, you know, I'm, I, I want to binge eat and, or whatever. And they're like, why isn't this working? And then I get a hold of them and we, we kind of re, retool things a little bit. But um, so that's kind of where it starts. But then the next, you mentioned in the intro, um, the black hole of weight loss doom. Yeah. And that's, that's the scenario that I feel like I was put on this earth to help people escape. And that, that's it's a unique way of, describing the weight loss journey but uh if if you guys will just imagine a circle with four interconnected arrows so the the arrow at the top is when we start something new start a new program sign up for personal trainer do weight watchers yoga whatever doesn't matter then the next arrow to the right is we make some initial progress because it's a new stimulus our body reacts positively and we lose some weight gain some strength whatever some new progress is made the arrow at the bottom is the most important one this is when life happens we're not ready for it and we lose momentum. And then the fourth arrow, we crash and burn, go right back where we started and around and around and around. And as we cycle through that, people, first off, it's sad because they think that's the weight loss journey and it absolutely is not. But every time you cycle through that, you're burning up your willpower, your hope, your money, your time, your effort, you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And it gets harder and harder and harder, both mentally and physically. And the key switch that I I want people to make mentally is that they will go through the cycle and go, Oh, Weight Watchers didn't work. Or, Oh, that boot camp didn't work. Or, Oh, CrossFit Mm -hmm. didn't work. But 
they're looking at the wrong area of the circle. They're looking at the top and saying, oh, that thing didn't work. They need to look at the bottom and go, I wasn't ready for that. How do I get ready for that so it doesn't happen again? And that's the shift that I challenge everyone to make where uh, we focus on that life happens and being better prepared for that. I call it your transformation danger zones. And if I can, that's the first thing I do with any new client. I'm like, all right, what's messed us up before in the past? Mm -hmm. And they try to like work their way around to like, oh, no, you know, I did Weight Watchers and that didn't work. I'm like, not what I'm talking about. Why did Weight Watchers not work? Why did that personal trainer not work? And a lot of people are like, well, I went on spring break and I gained some weight back. I lost my, moment, my momentum. I didn't get back into the meetings for several months. I'm like, that's the danger zone, spring break or nighttime snacking or not having support at home. We start analyzing those things. We identify, analyze, and then prepare ahead for those danger zones. And then we can cross through that so much easier and we can get better results from any program. And that's like when I do weight loss coaching, I have people from all spectrums of nutrition and fitness. It's not like I mm. personally do like keto, low carb. That's that's just for me. But I coach people across the board, Weight Watchers, high carb, low carb, vegan, you know, paleo, whatever. It doesn't matter. We focus on those transformation danger zones. We get better results from anything that we try. I so love and resonate with what you're saying. And as you were talking, I was thinking how close of a metaphor that is to people's dating life too, because I'll, you know, work with a lot of people who will look at why their dating life isn't working. Well, it's the town I live in. Well, there's no good men out there. Well, um, I'm too old. I'm too fat. Like, you know, they're look. people are looking for those reasons, kind of like what you were saying with the, with the weight loss, like it's not working basically. And so what I love what you're saying, and, and it really, you know, holds true with what I teach as well is that it's an empowerment knowing that if you do some things that's specific for you and your body, your dating life, you can change the results. And that's it. It's not like a cookie cutter approach, really. You know, we're all different. We all have unique journeys. So I, I, I so love that you do that. Do you have a, a system that you use to help people? I mean, you don't have to go through the whole thing, but I, I think you you have something that you use. Yeah, well, I, I, I speak... When I do like public speaking engagement stuff, I have a, a, a session that I run called the seven necessary steps for long-term weight loss success. And mm -hmm. these are things that you can apply across the board. Again, I'm big on that where I feel like people, especially on the health, like there's a real big debate going on between like the vegan people and the low carb people, the meat eaters and the vegan, you know, and they're, I feel like they're trying to argue over who is the most right. I'm like, yeah, we're like, we're both right. Both doing good things. Standard American diet and lifestyle, that's the enemy. That's who we are really fighting with, not who is the most correct. Um, so th that mm -hmm. being said, that's why I operate on this higher plane of, I like to, I kind of view myself as a transformation portfolio manager. You know, uh, it's, let's find the right tool for the right job for your situation. Let's fix your problem that you're dealing with. And then really, like, I love to work with people that are in the, you know, they're driving the struggle bus. I'm like, that's when we learn. That's when I can help. Not when everything is perfect. Yes. Uh, so uh, I, I love getting in there, but with just focusing on high level things, like some of the, some of the seven steps we can, you know, we can cover them real quick. Like, yeah, just working from a plan, having a plan and mm -hmm. committing to a plan for 28 Amen. days. It's huge. It's huge. Instead of just trying, we are like applying the plan. That's, that's a big, big deal. Uh, committing do whatever you're doing, nutrition and fitness for 28 days. I ask people to do that. I'm like, we're not going to change anything for 28 days because 
it's going to take that long to see what works, what doesn't work. Even if we find something that doesn't work, then we know, okay, we can lay that aside and, and make a small tweak in this other direction and see if that works. And eventually we keep pulling arrows out of the quiver and firing them. We're going to find one that hits bullseye. And so that's, and that's very, very valuable information. Uh, there's the, the next thing that I walk people through, like I said before, is, is just analyzing their transformation danger zones, thinking strategically about their body. I know that you probably have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to your show and they wouldn't, you know, go months and months and months and years without thinking about what could put them out of business. But we do that mm -hmm. with our body, you know, that's how we operate with our body every single day. We're like, oh, I'm just going to close my eyes and hope it goes well today. Let's see what happens. And that's not the way to operate. Um, and then things like community, accountability, uh, not so many people that go on the weight loss journey, Kim, and I, I bet it's the same with like self-confidence, fashion, things like that. It's people think like, oh, I got myself into this mess. I got to get myself out. Like they feel that pressure to like, okay, I've messed up enough. I've, I've, I've lost weight and gained it back so many times. I should be able to do this on my own by now. And it's just not true. You know, it's, it's just yes, not the way that it works. It's not true for anything, really. Same thing with dating. Same thing. Like we, we all need that accountability and, and friends that lift us up, but the right accountability partners too. That's also important, right? Yeah. Huge. Yeah. I'm, I'm huge on accountability. And one of the techniques I, I train people in on is uh, developing accountability anchor points. And I, I have them envision like we're climbing a mountain and we want to anchor on as often as possible. Because if we slip, we just slip to that last anchor point. And if you have a, like a very common scenario, people will hire a personal trainer. Things are going great. They're losing weight. They're going to the gym. They have that accountability. Personal trainer moves. Boom. All the accountability is gone because they don't have any other accountability anchor points built up mm -hmm. and they stop going to the gym that all the, the results go backwards. So what I challenge people to do is look at all, all the major areas of their life where they spend the most time and establish a healthy anchor point. And it can be very, very simple. So uh, a lot of people spend a lot of time at work, not right now, but uh, you know, maybe they're working at home, but normal, normal situation, they're at work and they could establish like a, a walking lunch Wednesday. And they're in charge of, you know, making sure everybody can go and, and do a healthy lunch and we walk and, and talk and whatever. And then maybe Sundays at home are family meal prep days and you get the kids involved and you're cooking healthy stuff and you, that way everybody's involved. And that's kind of a, an anchor point, find one with your friends, find one with like your social groups. That's uh, where I know a lot of people will meet up with their friends for like wine or beer after work. And maybe once a month, there is a, a biking, you know, you go out and mm -hmm. ride bikes instead. So something like that, establish these anchor points that people are expecting you to be there. You're expecting them to be there and it's healthy and just layer your life with these things. And it's not high stress. It's not, you know, it's not a super hard thing to do, but it will make the difference. It's like, it's like that backstop. When you start to slide backwards and fall and slip off that mountain, that's the next thing that's going to catch you. So really layer on that accountability. And people uh, fear the word accountability because they, they associate it with judgment. You know, like I'm going to be judged. Oh, that's so and it, true. And yeah. it's not the case. If it's done right, yeah. it's not the case. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. No, if anything, I think people feel like they're not alone. You know, I think yeah. it can be very isolating feeling like, oh, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this on my own? And when you have other people that lift you up and also in the same place, it's very 
inspiring. And, and that's why Adam and I developed a little something, something that we're going to talk about at the end to create a great community for all of you. So yeah, I'm super excited about it. Well, this is, this is awesome. And you know, all of what you said, because usually I, I ask for parting words of wisdom, but what you just shared is so wise and I think can be applied to so many areas of your life and helping you not only just, you know, build that healthy lifestyle, but with your confidence as well. So my actually last question is the parting word of wisdom in that voice of yours, because I know everyone's waiting for the word <laughs> we talked about in the beginning. What is that word, Adam? Okay. I was Ready? paid to say this word over and over again by one of my clients. And that word is juicy. <laughs> <laughs> juicy. And- that's it. And scene. Yeah, no. <laughs> There's nothing more to say than that. I'm sure everyone loved hearing that. <laughs> All right. Well, again, thank you for joining me today. I'm super excited. This is not the end of Adam and I. Um, well, for more information, of course, you can always go to my site. It's now Kimmy Seltzer, K-I-M-M-Y Seltzer.com. And okay, so here's what we're excited to tell you about. We are putting together a challenge for you all. It's a 14-day fit and flirty challenge so that you can use this quarantine time to ramp up your health, hotness, and self-confidence. So if you're lacking self-confidence and how sexy you are and you're listening to this, everything really kind of resonates for you. Or maybe, you know, you get shy around men because you're afraid of showing off your body or you know, maybe you're in a poor health or frumpy style rut while stuck at home feeling unmotivated to exercise or pay attention to self-care. This challenge is meant to motivate you and gain the sexy confidence. It's like what Adam was saying, accountability and the community piece is so huge. And this would be a really fun thing to do together. So you're going to get a lot of actionable tips and exercises, group coaching. Adam and I are going to hop on together and we're going to give you this every day to kick you in the butt to feel better about yourself. We're going to start this April 27th. So definitely click the link you see in the show description, hop on. We hope to see you there. Adam, is there anything else you wanted to share about that? Yeah, I, I'm just super fired up about this. I love challenges. Challenges are my jam. I love adding energy uh, to anybody that's out there that feels like like I felt when I was first started. I felt mm. out of out of control. And I know a lot of you with the quarantine situation and self-isolation that we're dealing with, like you feel like you're backsliding. I know a lot of people are waiting for quote unquote perfect or normal to resume before you resume your health journey. And we've backslid with our nutrition and fitness principles. And I say, forget that, like, let's get traction. Now let's ramp up with this 14 day protocol. Like we are going to over deliver. I can guarantee you on that. And you're going to come out of this with your confidence sky high. So you're going to hit the ground running when everybody else is just trying to re- reclaim that momentum. Once uh, things start to return and we can actually get out in public, but it's um, it's, it's going to be an awesome, awesome experience. If you feel like, you know, if you feel like your confidence overall is lacking, you're going to be able to borrow energy and confidence from Kim and I for 14 days. And that's going to allow you to build up your own. So I think that's, that's a great way to uh, put it out there into the, into the universe, Kim. 
Yes, well, really well put. And, you know, as you were talking about life before, I mean, chances are this stuff existed for you before the quarantine happened. And you're so right. Like some people are going to sit and wait till we can get back out in the physical world. But, you know, I guess my question to you is what do you want your life to look like when you are able to get out? You know, do you want to be back where you were or do you want to be better than you were before? So with that... Adam, thank you so much again for coming on. I'm super stoked about doing this challenge with you and stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.